welcome to another episode of the Mad Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Begley, Goni, and Wayne. What is up, Mad Mob? Unprecedented thing happening right now. We are doing a mid-season, uh, quarter season Q&A. We couldn't stay away, boys. Couldn't stay away. We're a podcast for the people. Gotta love the Q and A's. Couldn't stay away. Uh, we're going into into week four, and, and we've just been itching. We get a lot of questions. Um, we're doing the best we can to just uh, answer them as we get them, instead of just uh, doing an episode about it. But uh, it's our thing. Uh, we love these episodes. You all love them, so uh, we're going to do our best to just. I kind of randomly throw these episodes into the season. Um, we're still sticking to the schedule. You know, every every Thursday morning, Friday morning, Tuesday morning, um, you're going to get your, your content uh, based on, on the weeks. And, and we're just going to throw in random dabbles of Q&As. I think, I think we should do this as much as possible. I was I just kind of – go ahead. I, I was just going to say we have a lot of fun doing these episodes. Yeah. I was just wondering why why uh, Wayne said it like that. That's all. Every Thursday morning, Friday morning, and Tuesday morning. Like he was telling a story. Oh well, just I, 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 why why do you start with Thursday? Thursday, Friday, Tuesday. It's just weird to me. It's you fine, good, man. I mean, Are you good, man? We, we got is it. it is it is this the type of episode this is going to be? Oh, man, we're already going down this road. This is the type of episode it's going to be. Mad Mobby chose violence already, and we're not even into the episode. Woke up and chose violence. Nobody, terrible. nobody's a bigger <laughs> critique. <laughs> nobody's <laughs> a bigger critique of Wayne than Goni, and I'm glad I'm here for. It. Uh, but yeah. Mad Mob, you I don't even it. know. We have a group text where we, you know, schedule the times to get on and content and all that, and 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 three fourths of the episode is Goni critiquing me and telling me what I did terribly and what I need to improve on. We've got we've got Begley that's been coming in, sounding like he's here calling in from an airplane uh, flying over <laughs> over Nova Scotia. <laughs> Uh, and we've we've and we haven't even talked about this. We finally because I got him a nice mic, and the man hasn't had it plugged in. If you noticed us an increase in his audio quality over his last episode before we recorded it, I jokingly said, "Dude, is it plugged in?" And we followed the cord to it, and the thing wasn't even plugged in. And I'm the one always getting ridiculed. I, I don't know if it's because Goni sees me as a threat. I, that's it. That's it. That he sees me as a threat. That's that's what we'll go with. Man, that is comedy. Beggs gets it like every day, regardless. I listen to the episodes the day that they come out, and uh, before I even get five minutes in, it's Beggs. Your audio, audio quality sounds like you're recording from a hole, from from a, a bunker in the ground somewhere. Man, it's fixed. We're we're good. Wayne sold me a lemon. I went out and got a new one. We're good now. Wow! Get right to the room. Wow, <laughs> that's Man. not true. That's not true. It was user error. I, I'll fall on the sword. I, and me. I've been telling Goni that like he for some reason he sets up his camera to cut off half of his head every single day and refuses to uh, adjust any sort of angle or or anything. He just you, you get half his head. This is what we do. This is how we critique each other. It's uh, this, it's this pretty hair. excellent. There's gonna be <laughs> doink slayed down this episode. I feel it in my bones. Yep. Just. Airing out the dirty laundry on air. You like to see it. All right, we're going to hop right into it. 
Friger seven. F R I G E R. Friger. Friger. Ermagur. Twelve team PPR. One quarterback. Pick two for the flex. Metcalf. London. Devonta Smith. Gabe Davis. Judy. DJ Moore. Khalil Herbert. Brees Hall. Holy crap, dude. Let me let me bench one. It's a rare six-team league. Let me, let me bench one. Yeah. DJ um, Moore. DJ Moore. Let's bench DJ Moore. Um, pick, let, pick me, let, me th- let me throw one at you, Gone. It's a fence guy. Um, how do you feel about Devonta Smith this week? I feel all right about him. I, I, I mean, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. He got some play. He looked pretty good last time around. Uh, I, I'm going to have to go back through these a couple times. Khalil Herbert seems like a must-start. I feel like he's locked into the flex. Uh, do, you, do you agree with that sentiment, Wayne, or are you... If Demo, if Demo is out, yeah. he's He's been ruled out, yes. Yeah, yeah. Khalil Herbert's going to just get a, an ungodly amount of, of volume. So pretty much what I'm coming down to then, um, uh, do you like Devonta Smith over... Gabe Davis, Jerry Judy, and DK Metcalf. I'm leaning towards, yeah. Who's who is Devonta Smith playing this week? Is the question. I need, the I need Eagles play the Jaguars. Ooh, the Jaguars. Ah, man. Um, Devonta Smith, Gabe Davis just has such a juicy matchup, but I don't know if he's still hobbled, and even if he does play, if he's only going to see a handful of targets like last week. So I'm kind of nervous about that one, just especially with all these other guys in there. You said DK Metcalf. Jerry Judy. Playing, he's playing the Lions, right? Okay. Yes. Uh, Judy, nah. Judy, I'm out on. Um, I'll scratch him. Who else we got? Drake London. Drake London against Cleveland? Yep. Banged up Cleveland, by the way. Drake London is is a start for me. Is Denzel Ward starting, though? Denzel Ward is questionable. He's hobbled. Questionable and hobbled, he says. Um, I'm actually showing that he doesn't have an injury designation as of yesterday. So I would expect him to be locked and loaded shadowing Drake London every snap. Um that's that's a tough matchup for a rookie to be prepared for. Uh I think before he starts dominating those matchups, he's got to see him a couple times. Uh so I'm out on Drake London this week. I'm out on Jerry Judy. Uh it, I'm obviously out on DJ Moore. We're all in agreement Stark Khalil Herbert. I I do I'm just like in Devonta Smith these past couple weeks, man. I'm with you that it's kind of like a uh, a Gabe Davis go through, but uh, he's been hurt. You don't know what kind of snap count he's going to be on. Um, and Devonta Smith has been doing incredible. It, and so is Jalen Hurts. He's throwing the ball almost 40 times a game. Yeah, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it by any means. Uh, I'm I'm probably going to still take Gabe Davis and just in the hopes that last week was kind of fluky. It's got the highest over-under of the week. I'm uh, expecting a shootout, uh, but I'm not mad either way. I, I'd be happy to play either of those guys. We're splitting hairs at this point, at least for me, between Smith and, and Gabe Davis. It's just 
I'm gonna ride with my boy. Another one more one more week here. Yeah. Riding with Justin Fields. Was Justin Fields an option? Justin Justin. Fields ain't my boy. Definitely your boy. I'm gonna go with Devonta Smith. I'm with Wayne. I'm not playing Khalil Herbert this week. I'm gonna go Drake London. Um, you guys know I'm on the pocket. I'm a fan. I've traded for him in two leagues. Wayne, before you call me out, I he did it. He's done it against Lattimore, and he's done it against Jalen Ramsey. I mean, that's the two best in the game. I'm riding with my guy. I think he's an alpha. You think uh, Drake London outscores Devonta Smith this week, or you think he outscores? Oh, so you think he outscores Khalil Herbert this week? Uh, I think he's yeah. I think he's a better play this week than Khalil Herbert in a PPR league. Would you like to put a doink on that? That he outscores Khalil Herbert this week? Yeah. Mm. Khalil Herbert's got the Giants. Um, sure, I'll put a doink on that. Let's Man. go. Man, it hurts my soul. I'll hurts put a doink my soul. I, what a layup. Now, I, now by my while, while Goni's putting that in, I, I'm a little ahead the curve on, on Drake London on these guys. They're not there yet. They could be right. I could be wrong. I'm shoving my chips all in on this kid, man. I, I, ca- I commend your uh, I commend you saying something and standing firm in, in your word. I have to. I, I'm all in on this kid. I'm a ride or die with Drake London, man. All my, my fantasy, my dynasty teams. If he's if he turns out to be trash, uh, I just threw a year away. But he's just he looks so good, man. I All agree. Right, he's, a, he's a great dynasty pickup right now, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just just for the complimentary way of how we do this, I'm on Wayne's side. Khalil Herbert all day. Okay. All right. We'll see, man. I, I feel like Houston made him, made him look a little better than what he is, but we will see. Uh, Bob Geza, 12-man PPR. Najee and Michael Thomas or Debo Samuel? For who? In a trade? Najee and Michael Thomas or Debo Samuel in a trade? No. I'm yeah, taking no. the Najee would, side, right? Yeah, Najee. Najee. Yeah, I, I don't I don't I would I I don't know that I would do Najee for Debo straight up. Uh that's hilarious. Just Wayne's reaction to that. He he heard it. He didn't hear it. He heard it again. <laughs> he like tasted it with his brain. And then just spat it right back out. Yeah, no, ew, ew. Uh, you heard it rattling around in there. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the, hamster, the hamster was slow getting going, but once he sped up. No, you're good, you're good. We, we're all in agreement with that, Najee and, and Michael Thomas. It's all right. We, we need the, the layups like Bob Gaza just gave us. Uh, Luke, it, Luke to life. Luke to life. I'm Take a contender. Time. I'm a contender, he says. Two quarterback, super flex. He really wants to trade for Mark Andrews. He's right now got a 2023 first and second, Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson on the table for Mark Andrews. Is that a huge overpay? 2023 first and second, Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson. Oh, uh, I mean, he's a contender, so... Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore probably aren't starting for him. Yeah, that's what I'm. So thinking. he's only getting exponentially better. Uh, I I would do it if you're already contender, and you're trading um, 
two bench players for the best tight end in the league, that only further secures you. I would do it. I would do it, but obviously, you know, if you throw all your chips in and you don't win this year, then you're going to be hurting in the future. But um, at least you'll have pieces. Like Mark Andrews is going to be good for years to come. So, um, But but so is Garrett Wilson. So I, I think you definitely get a lot better this year. I, I think it's it's definitely a move that you should do, without a doubt. I mean, you already know what Mark Andrews gives you. Look at the landscape of the tight end position this year thus far. They've been terrible. It's Mark Andrews, it's Travis Kelsey, it's everyone else. Tyler Conklin is tight end four for God's sakes. Like, uh, come on. It's just one of those things where it's a push, put you over the top move. Get yourself one of these these top guys. And, uh, yeah, that's just what it is. I mean, you're literally looking at, you're literally looking at, on average, probably, uh, aside from the Travis Kelsey matchup you're probably looking at like a 10 point positional advantage on average every week minimum yeah i totally agree you, with, you with, get a blow up week and you're crushing that position yeah and lamar isn't isn't going anywhere anytime soon um i i totally agree i i think it's good value man i don't think you're underpaying by any means you're not stealing mark but i i agree we would do it nothing to see here 4389 to ppr league sky more sky more in a mid 23-1 for chris olave sky more in a mid 23-1 for olave if the other owner will take that I mean, are you, are you are you just not high on Sky Moore at all? You think no, Sky Moore has been completely uninvolved thus far. He's got one reception on one target for thirty yards over these three games that he's been in. His snap share looks like nineteen percent, four percent, thirteen percent. I'm not saying it's always going to be that way, but Chris Olave looks like a superstar right now. Chris Olave looks like. The future is him, essentially. Yeah, so, yeah. and when when you look at who else the Saints have, they have an aging Jarvis Landry who's just going uh, from team to team year after year, and Michael Thomas, which you don't know who you're going to get out of him. The fact that he's setting the world on fire now with those guys, and they're not going to have those guys for very long. I'm I'm siding with Goni on this one. Yeah, I, you know, I, I really – it's hard not to fall into the trap, right, with the way these rookie wide receivers have just produced immediately in the last couple of years. Like, Burks, Scott Moore, George Pickens, these guys could be legit. They could just be following the curve of a usual rookie wide receiver. That's um, true. You know, I – but I agree with you guys, man. Olave just looks different. I think he's a little bit of a function of Jameis, just chucking it downfield a lot. With, with, I'm curious to see what he looks like with Andy Dalton this week, but I agree. You make the move. Um, Obi Sean, 91. 10-team, half-point PPR contender. Kudos to your name, by the way. I, I know Wayne likes that one. Bateman, Trey McBride in a late 23-1 for A.J. Brown. Snap call. Uh, yeah, if you're getting A.J. Brown, well, golly, just I, – I'd – poke a hole through my phone except in that one <laughs> it would blow your circuit boards snap except really my, my finger would be dislocated all the way trying to just snap call that one 
Yeah, we're we're gonna move on to the next one. That's a layup. Sufficient rig, half point PPR. And Wayne, I'm gonna start with you on this one. Mid twenty three second for Rashad White. Backup RB in Tampa. It doesn't matter. It, it it's this doesn't matter either way. It really doesn't. It doesn't matter. Just quit the league. It Just doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean this one. I, I don't. I see the thing with me is I have no idea what the Tampa offense is going to look like next year. So Lenny's going to be there next year. Uh, Tom Brady's not going to be there. Are we going to still pass the ball a lot? Are we going to go and do a run first offense? Uh, one thing I do know is we haven't really had a uh, fantasy relevant running back until Lenny this year and Doug Martin way back when he set the rushing record. Uh, he just. We've drafted we've drafted a running back in the third round of the draft like three straight years. Uh, that I'm just I'm not trusting a Bucks back very much. But mid second round pick next year is also a dart throw. So I mean that's that's why I say it doesn't really matter. Just pick who you're most comfortable with. I'm not comfortable with a Buccaneers running back personally. He's giving up the pick, or he's giving up Rashad White the pick. Yeah, no, no. Rashad White was a dart throw of a pick coming into this rookie draft. Um, he's not what I would want personally either, so I would keep my pick and just go ahead and throw that dart at someone yeah, else. Go back up to the board, pluck it out, and, and take your spot on the line and throw another one next year. Yep. Okay. Michael's motorcycle, 14-team, half-point PPR. Give... Terry McLaurin, Noah Fant, a 23 second and third. Get Darren Waller and Darnell Mooney. Goni, are you buying low on Darnell Mooney? Terry McLaurin, Noah Fant, a second and third for Waller and Mooney. Yeah, I think so. More so for Waller. Terry McLaurin has been, um, he's been a, he's been a this year. Yeah. I mean, he is the wide receiver 29 right now. His targets have come up in week two and week three. Uh, how long is Carson Wentz going to be there? I, I don't know. I don't know how long of a contract he signed with them. Either way, he's probably going to be in line for an extension. Uh, I mean, it's just tough. It, that one's definitely a tough one for me because – Darnell Mooney is not bad. He's just not getting any of the opportunities at all. I don't think Justin Fields is looking like the future by any means. So he's looking like he's going to be out of the league in two years. Is what Justin Fields looks like. Honestly. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. He looks he looks awful as far as that. But you know what? I'm going to go with you're only giving up a second and a third along with these other guys. Give me give me the tight end position which is, is harder to find, uh, you know, a stud at. Wide receivers are usually a dime a dozen. So let me at least get a, I won't say top-tier tight end, but maybe one right under that. And then I'll just try and either hope Mooney gets better uh, via Justin Fields, or you can just hopefully hit one in the upcoming draft. Wayne? Uh the Bears got to start throwing the ball, right? 
They have to. They have to. I mean, regardless of, of how mediocre Justin Fields has looked, it's hard to get into a rhythm when you're throwing the ball 12 times a game, right? Like they've got to start uh, they've got to start throwing the ball and that's going to equal Darnell Mooney output. I don't Dar- Darnell Mooney obviously isn't getting any worse. I I'm taking the Darren Waller Darnell Mooney side because I just feel like the Bears they've got to start throwing the ball and everybody knows it. And eventually, the the Bears coaching staff will figure it out. And uh, yeah, just give me the positional advantage advantage of of tight end. I'm with you. He's tier two, but he's arguably the best tier two uh, tight end. Uh, give me that. And I'm Mad Mom knows me. If it's not a first round pick uh, in the rookie draft, I'm not too worried about it. Give me give me Darren Waller and. Uh, Hopefully the Bears start passing the ball more and you can actually get some value out of Darnell Mooney. Yeah, I, I also will be going with the high-scoring offenses of the Bears and Raiders. Uh, take the Darren Waller side. Ronton, 22. And, Wayne, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you take a first crack as our resident Superflex, Superflex expert. Give Kyler Murray. Got It says Taylor. I assume it's Jonathan Taylor. And Juju Smith-Schuster. Get Michael Pittman, A.J. Brown, Deshaun Watson, 23-1, and Corderell Patterson. You're giving away Kyler, Jonathan Taylor, and Juju. You're getting Pittman, A.J. Brown, Deshaun, 23-1, and Corderell. Yeah, give me that. Give Give me Deshaun, Pittman, and A.J. Because Kyler is not looking – he's not looking too good. Uh, I think Deshaun's going to come out and, and be what he's always been uh, for the Texans. If Kyler was looking like he like he's looked in past years where, like, you can – he's like an auto 20 points, then then that's one thing. He just hasn't been a fantasy machine like he has in the past. Uh, A.J. Brown's been good. Michael Pittman – you all know how I feel about Michael Pittman. I think he's going to be amazing. Uh, Corderell will um, help a little bit with the loss of Jonathan Taylor. Um, and, my, and my kind of my reasoning here is you've got you're obviously slotting AJ Brown and Michael Pittman into your lineup immediately, so you're getting two uh, positive point totals in, in those two positions. And then you throw Corderell where Jonathan Taylor would be. I think that those two where you're getting better are going to be enough to kind of make up for, for what you're losing going from JT to Corderell, and then you've you've got the draft next year to hopefully replace uh, Patterson? Well, what if – I'm going to let you answer because I really want to hear what you have to say too. Mm-hmm. What if Deshaun Watson isn't the same Deshaun? What if, what if he's lost a little bit of it, Wayne? Do you still do the trade? Because we don't know what he's going to be yet, we're assuming. I, I'm looking at it this way. So I, I'm kind of Kyler Murray isn't hasn't been what he is. All I know is the positional advantage that you're getting, benching the two receivers that you do have starting and going to AJ Brown and Michael Pittman is going to be uh, you're going to be getting more points out of those than what you'd be losing going from JT to Patterson. 
and Kyler hasn't been setting the world on fire as it is. You know what I mean? So if Deshaun Watson comes in and isn't who he's been, then he's probably going to be producing what Kyler Murray is producing now. Okay. Goni? I'm I'm kind of on the fence, honestly. What what's what's the the one thing going on right now with Kyler Murray that you can probably pin some of the struggles on? It's probably D Hop, right? Probably D Hop. He, I, I agree. He hasn't looked good by any means. I, I don't think it's because he's lost anything. Um, he doesn't have his number one. We've, we've seen recently over the years how massive adding that number one target to a quarterback can possibly be. So, I mean, I'm factoring that in. D Hop is kind of he's getting older. He's like 30 years old. Watson. Will he have it? Is Amari Cooper gonna be that guy for him? Who did he have? Who did he have before though? Before D Hop? Who did he have at Houston? D Hop and Fuller. D Hop, his whole life. Did he have D Hop his entire career? Uh huh. Not for the last oh. year, I think. Goni, maybe two. Oh, except for the last year. I think he had D Hop except for his last year. Yeah, Houston. yeah, correct. Maybe his last correct. two. Maybe. Yeah, D Hop was already there and established well before um, Watson got there. So he's he's come up with with D Hop his his entire career. And then we saw him without, and he still crushed it with best friend forever, uh, Will Fuller, who's still not on a team. Is but, Will Fuller better than Amari Cooper? No. No. I can't I can't comfortably say that he is considering he hasn't played football in forever. That's, That's all. I'm I mean, like if he did it with Will Fuller, with, is it is it far fetched to think he'll do it with Amari? Well, Will Fuller was a a burner, an absolute field stretcher. He just his entire career, Will Fuller's been phenomenal. He just could never stay healthy. And then the one year that he did, it, we found out that he probably only stayed healthy cuz he took PEDs. So uh, take take it for what you will, honestly. Um, the man was the number four wide receiver like before he left and got suspended for PEDs. Will Fuller was a dog. Um, all this being said, I, I'm still on the side of I believe that Watson is young enough and talented enough to still be really good. I like the two stud wide receivers. Cordell Patterson is outscoring Jonathan Taylor as of right now. Cordell Patterson is the RB7 as of us going into week four right now. And Jonathan Taylor is the RB11, I believe. So, uh, I mean, I, I would take it. Give me give me the package side with the stud wideouts. And, and you it, mentioned it too. Like, if, if Kyler's, if Kyler's uh, fantasy value drops this much without D-Hop, D-Hop's only got about two years in him, right? Yeah. Then what? You know what I mean? Sure, sure. So. Uh, uh, do you guys realize Quirrell Patterson's 31 years old doing what he's doing? Yeah, I had all the hate for him coming into the year. Uh, him and James Robinson both, you know, it, the, I think we all did. And they've been two great surprises, really, for just the league in general. They've been producing. So we'll, well see how long it goes for. I'm not trading for him, obviously. Yeah, Cordero Patterson doesn't have the mileage on him. It's not like he's been doing this for for eight straight years. He's been a he's been a re, he was a return man for the Vikings. Like he hasn't been like that dude until he came to Atlanta. So he's really only got two years of straight running back uh, mileage on his body. 
correct. Jangaroo Cat 2. 10-team, one-quarterback PPR. Give Javante in a third. Get Saquon. Ooh. I can't do it. No, 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 no. Javante is going to be great next year. Yeah, I don't feel good about it. Jangaroo Keck, I remember him. We we yeah. answered one uh, on one of the first Q and A's for this man. Uh, no, keep keep Javante. I'm I'm on board. You're younger there. You have uh, way less injury history. I think you're going to be on a better team. You don't even know where Saquon's going to be next year. Maybe he plays his way into you know another contract with the Giants at possibly a discount. They're not letting him walk. You know that. I, well, I still, I still think he's a dead man walking. Either way, though, you, you have to figure this. They're absolutely letting Daniel Jones walk. That man looks awful. Yeah. So not only do you need to fix your O line still through the draft or free agency, you got to fix the quarterback position through the draft or free agency. I, I just don't want to be a part of that team. I think the the Broncos get better. It's a run first team more than anything. And they can't possibly be any worse than they have been. And Melvin Gordon seeing himself out. Seeing himself out. Who who scored more fantasy points this year? Just curious. Russell Wilson or Daniel Jones? I really don't know. With you asking me, I feel like it's a trap. It's so, not a trap. I really don't know. It's I one of those let's know. play a game. Russell Wilson is the QB 24 as of right now. Jones and who are we talking about? Daniel Jones. That's how forgettable he is. He's 19. I just looked it up. Okay, just just curious. I, I really wasn't trying to be nasty. I, I really didn't know. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be different. I, I, I don't hate you with Javonta. You are losing three years. But let me just give a devil's advocate side, right? Saquon's, Saquon's 25. He's missed two years of injury, right? So he's really, really got a 23-year-old in terms of mileage of his legs. And is, that's like not really that how it works with injuries. You don't think so? Okay. Coming uh, into the season, you weren't like, well, James Robinson's like 23 years old with uh, a, a one major Achilles injury, so he's really like 22 years old worth of he, Achilles. His his ligaments, uh, his ligaments and cartilage has all been trashed, so he had to rehab an injury for a year. So that year didn't it's, exist. It's young ligaments and young cartilage. <laughs> That's what makes this equation work. All right, all right, all right. So it's, it was an Achilles injury. It's historically been a death note for, for all running backs. James Robinson, seriously, will be the first one to overcome that injury, which if he does, great, great for him. I, Saquon looks good. He looks really good. I mean, he looks like the once-in-a-generation kind of prospect that he was. I think the Giants only get better off. They can't, again, they, they can't get much worse. They only get better. Javonta has less points per game in his career than Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I threw it out at the beginning of the year. I hold, I hold to it. And like Goni said, and, and I did not think this until Goni said it, what if Denver rolls a constant rotation out with Javonta? His ceiling is capped. Saquon's a ceiling guy. Javonta's a floor guy. I, give, give me the ceiling guy. In a three-year window, I think Saquon gives me enough in three years. He could. He he absolutely could. Uh, that is the most. It would be the most infuriating and terrifying thing ever. If and we're all going to be waiting for it. Do the Broncos draft a running back next year or sign one in free agency? That right there, you're going to see fire sales of Javante Williams if that happens. 
and yeah, it's terrifying. So I'm I'm just on the side of I own Javante in in a league or two, and uh, I'm gonna ride with him and just gamble gamble. Did it with Gabe Davis as well coming into this before all the hype was real, and we saw anything. I was terrified that the Bills were gonna draft a wide receiver with solid draft capital in like the second round. It didn't happen, and it came to fruition. You gamble and you win sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I I think in a vacuum I was playing devil's advocate in a vacuum I like the Javanta side. I mean, but but I think there's a legit you know play here for Saquon. Go with your gut, man. Sold my R. Bateman and Fields for Jalen Hurts and Jeff Wilson. Is it this one quarterback league? Yes. He has Stafford as a starting quarterback right now. Give me Jalen. Yeah. Snap call. Yeah. Yeah. Snap call. E- easy one. I I totally agree. Um, fourteen team half point PPR one quarterback. Hassan Haskins. At twenty. Wayne, he might be all he's got. All right. Hassan Haskins and a 24 first for Dak Prescott. Right now, that's the only draft pick he's got. He's got Trey Lance and Kirk Cousins as his quarterbacks. Nah. Uh-uh. You, I'm, you rolling with Kirk? I'm riding with Captain Kirk all season, and I'm going to feel just fine about it. I'm using If that's the only pick I got and you're trading for Dak Prescott, nah. Uh-uh. Dak, Dak's riding his name. Uh, he he ain't that dude. Totally Roll with Kirk. Totally agree with you guys on that one. Tony, man, it could, there's going to be a hard conversation in Dallas if Cooper Rush keeps winning games. Um, sorry, hang on here. Okay, 10-team PPR Superflex. So Wayne is our resident Superflex expert. I'll start with you here. 23 late first. Isaiah Likely for Jamison Williams in a 23 third. 23 late first, Isaiah Likely for Jamison Williams in a 23 third. And I know Wayne. I know he likes Jamison Williams. Give me Jamison Williams. Man. Yep. Give me Jamison Williams. I, I did. And, and one thing I. The, I might have answered it differently had I not read an article yesterday saying that uh, Jamison Williams so far looks like he's going to absolutely hit the ground running uh, in Detroit whenever he's he's back in the lineup. Um, and I'm thinking of how Amon Ross hit the ground running. And if uh, if he gets any sort of that output, then then you're in for a successful receiver for a long time to come. I'm probably going to keep the first. That's just the way I saw it. Would you trade a first-round pick for Jamison Williams is how I essentially late, just read, read that trade. A late first. A late first, yeah. I'm I'm probably – Jamison Williams, I think, is, is still going to be really good. I just don't like the competition that he has there in Amon Ra, but what I like even less is Jared Goff, and I don't know what his future looks like. I don't know what Jared Goff's future as the Detroit Lions quarterback looks like who might be there next year, uh, anything of the sort. So, 
he's going to have to break into the offense. Jared Goff, even if he is there, cannot support two wide receivers like that. He just can't. Um, so, I mean, really, it's it's, it's pick your point. If you believe in Jamison Williams, by all means, go out. I think he has the raw physical tools and talent to be a very good wide receiver. It's just sometimes being a great playmaking wide receiver, or just a, a good NFL player in general, like you're at the mercy of your situation. And I just don't love the situation that I'm looking at for that in the future. So I personally would just take the one and try and find someone in the draft. I, I like Jamison Williams. I'm with Wayne. Um, we're going to make history in twice in one week, Wayne. I'll, I'll agree with you. I think Jamison Williams, he was the third third receiver off the board in this draft class. And what's turning out to be an extremely loaded wide receiver class, uh, I think he's the perfect complement to Amon Ra. I think Detroit's building something really, really nice. I I think he's more of the boomer bust mold, like the Bateman, you know, kind of four for four for eighty and a touchdown kind of a guy. I think he's super talented. And before the injury, they're saying he might even be the best receiver in the class. Uh, so I, I'm going Jamison, but I'm with Goni. I think it is a coin flip, right? It's it's what is your projection of Jameson Williams? Very simple. Um, I'm going to do this one for my own benefit. Fatty Doodoo says one quarterback. Nice. I can't, I can't, I can't read that and not just chuckle. I'm not mature enough. Fatty Doodoo, one quarterback, Khalil Herbert for a 24 second. And I'm going to take this one first, guys. I'm going to throw out some, I traded away Khalil Herbert. Going to hit me with the side text. I wasn't real happy about it. Before, before we say Khalil Herbert to this, six round running back. Those guys don't hit, and if they do, it's at a very low rate. He's going to be 25 next year. There's no guarantee they don't bring Demo back. He doesn't catch the ball out of the backfield, never has in his career, didn't at Virginia Tech. I know he's a volume play this week as of injury, but are you really leveraging future for Khalil Herbert? It is a second-round pick, right? It is. In 2024. 2024 um yeah i mean i'm gonna do it uh you know some people just need running back depth man sure i get Uh, it we're we're one of them if i could trade a second round pick right now for khalil herbert i would absolutely do it he can be a league winner if monty is out for an extended period of time if he happens to go down with an injury for the rest of the year he's i mean He's got standalone flex value, in my opinion, even if Monty plays. Uh, he's going to get his carries. I'd, I'd project probably anywhere between 8 and 10 carries a week, even with Monty in there. It's just the offense that the Bears are running. We talked about, you know, is Justin Fields going to throw the ball more than 15 times? He might. He might not. But they seem really content on running the ball right now, and they're 2-1. and one. Yeah. So, I mean, if they're behind, of course they're going to hopefully throw the ball, right? Yeah, it's just he's one of these old rookies coming in. He's only got one year of experience. That's yeah. all. This is his second year in the league. It, it's just like a Najee kind of situation. So I'm not really worried or turned off about that. I know the draft capital is something that people should definitely take note of uh, as far as him being a sixth round running back. But dude, he Wayne hates it. He passes the eye test, man. He just does. He he showed it last year. He's shown it this year. I think that he has great potential to to take over the team next year. 
Wayne? Uh, you know how I am. If it ain't a first-round pick, I don't really care. Uh, I, I'll give me Khalil Herbert. Um, give me the guy that's that's on a team and showing that he's capable of doing it. If they bring Demo back next year, I think Khalil Herbert finds a home somewhere else, um, especially if he keeps showing out with the opportunities that he's given. Uh, like Goni said, he's 25, but he doesn't have a lot of NFL mileage on him, um, so he could easily kind of hit that uh, if he finds himself in a good situation and keeps uh, – keeps going in the direction that he's going he could he could be successful up until he's you know 28 29 uh so uh, get, give me the guy that i've seen run the ball successfully in the nfl over some second round pick two years from now plus the bears the bears always have a good run game like someone is always good dude it was jordan howard even for a year and then you saw jordan howard go elsewhere they've had their matt fortes they've had just guy after guy after guy just go in and put up some good numbers yeah i i agree you're doing this trade for sure um i just wanted to again play a little devil's advocate on guys that might be overpaying for Khalil herbert just don't leverage your your team's future on them quite yet 12 team half point ppr uh, I'm not even in Inukie Asur. Give Khalil Herbert, Zay Jones, and a 24-2 for Traylon Burks. What was the pick? 24 second, Zay Jones and Khalil Herbert for Traylon Burks. Half point PPR. It's on you, Wayne. This is your boy. While while Wayne has his patented pause. I'm taking the I'm taking the Traylon Burke side. Draft capital. He's got a ton of opportunity in Tennessee. He's not getting the snaps right now, but I think he will. Give me the upside. I'll take him too. I think Taney uh turns it around. Uh Derrick Henry's not gonna be there forever. I think uh they're gonna have to rely more on the pass. Um, with the mileage that Derrick Henry's got on his body. I don't think they're gonna rush him as much as they've rushed him in the past. Um and if like I said, Ryan Tannehill's been hasn't been great this year, obviously, but we know he can be. And uh, any sort of improvement uh, from Ryan Tannehill, couple that with uh, throttling Derrick Henry's rushes a little bit, uh, can only help Traylon Burks and Zay Jones. I'm not sold on him. Khalil Herbert, we just talked about. He's he he could be good, but right now he's just his relevance is is dependent on injuries. Yeah. Johnny, as our resident Burks hater. And resident Herbert lover. Yeah, I'm both of those things. Um, I don't love it. I really don't love it. I I guess I would be taking the shot on the upside. Uh, At the same, I don't know, man. It's so rough. (laughs) Like, I like like Herbert going into next year, man. I, I really believe that he can be that dude next year. It, it's just whether or not he is, we don't know. It, it, no one can see the future and stuff on that. I just, you were talking about before how this this class looks so promising with the wide receivers. You got to have duds. There's gonna be duds. Not everyone's gonna be a stud, man. So, uh, Traylon Burks has been that guy for me. That's gonna be the dud. I have doinks on it. Uh, give me, uh, give me the package, man. Uh, I'd rather go with the package. Trevor Lawrence is looking better, so Zay Jones is gaining relevance. Give me the pick. 
it doesn't feel good either way. I'm not going to lie. I, if you want the upside on a young guy and you want to stack him up, take your Traylon Burks, though. Is that the first time Zay Jones has ever been on the take side of a trade for you, Goni, ever? Ever. Like I said, it, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Uh, we, we're going to wind it down here. We just got a few more. Um, this one's going to be kind of a home run shot. I'm really curious to hear your guys' opinion. Coffee egg rolls. Team A, and it's a super flex, half point PPR. Wayne, as a resident super flex expert, I'll start with you. (laughs) (laughs) Travis Kelsey, this is Team A. Travis Kelsey, Nick Chubb, DeAndre Hopkins, and Deontay Johnson, which is two of Wayne's favorites. I'm curious. Team B, Goddard, ETN, Jay Jetta. And a 24 first. Team A. Kelsey, Chubb, Hopkins, and Deontay for Goddard, ETN, Jetta, and a 24-1. Superflex, half-point PPR. Yeah. You're winning now if you're Team A. Goddard. Uh, uh, dude, Goddard. Man. The he's, only- he's looked great. He's been great this year. Are you really giving him the poo-poo platter already? Compared to Travis Kelsey? No, not compared to Kelsey, no. Okay. And then who else you got? You got Jay Jetta. Travis Etienne? Etienne, you mean the guy that's that's playing second fiddle to James Robinson right now? You're you're also gambling on upside for him. Nick Chubb is a way better running back than Etienne, so I'm getting better in, in two spots. Yeah, but you're getting a lot older. Much older. Yeah, are you trying to win now or what? Or I agree. what? Team A, team A is the win now. I mean, Hopkins, like you said, maybe next if you're lucky. I do like Deontay Johnson. Yeah, you, team, you A is, team A is win now. Team, team A is I'm going for the championship this year. Yeah, but does yeah. Team B keep you competitive for over a longer period of time? With Jetta, I love Jetta, man. I, well, I'm not. Younger, I'm not about s- etn. He he's gonna be fine. It, it, it's etn doesn't sc- look good. It's is, game script. Is he gonna be fine? Leading. Yeah, absolutely. It's game script. James Robinson's been on the field more because Jacksonville's been winning. Etn's he's been more playing better. James Robinson. James Robinson has looked better and played better than etn. That's why it's game script. That's why he's on the field. That's the, that's the thing. That's the thing that I look at here is I'm not worried about what's going to keep me competitive longer. If Team B keeps me competitive longer, but key, but Team A puts me in championship contention now, I'm not worried about next year. Yeah, Begs, you you even said it yourself, and it's a good point for dynasties, especially man. If you ain't first, you're last. Actually, not even if you if you're last, you're you're still kind of almost first. You don't want to be in the middle. You don't want to and, be in the middle. You want to be in the top four or the bottom four. And this is and this is what a lot of people, where a lot of people stumble in dynasties, is they're so worried about their future and staying competitive in the future that they are constantly working towards a better future, and it's extremely detrimental to their now. So it's like they're in a constant rebuild. Trading, they get somebody with some talent who's been in the league two years, and it's like, oh crap, I got to sell them uh, to get younger so I can be good next year. Eventually, uh, you, somebody's got to win it that year. 
You need to have veterans too. You, you're never going to win a championship with rookies and second year guys. Oh. Caught in the perpetual rebuild because you're never going to win like that. Yeah, I, I, Wayne, you make a really great point, and a lot of people in Dynasty do do get caught up in that. I I totally agree with you. Uh, I know I'm I'm guilty of thinking that way too. I, I I just feel like, and you guys know I love Kelsey. Jetta to me is a diamond man. I mean that's a guy that I I'd love to get my hands on. Uh, give me Jetta over Deontay Hopkins, easy, right? Chubb Chubb's a great running back. I know I'm hiring Etienne than you got. I don't know. I I I see what you're saying. We'll go Team A win now. Team B, if your team is in the trash bag. What's what what's ETN's value though in a half point? It's gotta be next to nothing. going he he dropped two touchdowns week one. He had he had he didn't drop. He dropped one and then he had one overthrown. If he catches those two balls, we're talking about ETN totally differently. Yeah, same thing with Allen Robinson. If he didn't drop the one ball and if he didn't get the whistle called on him on another, we're, it's a completely different season. But the exactly. bottom line is it didn't happen though. It didn't happen, but the opportunities there. That's what fantasy is about. I know you don't like volume, so I know you're not going to understand this, but it's all about the opportunity. <laughs> Give my guy, as long as my guy's getting a chance to score, about Allen Robinson might be a good buy low guy, honestly. So right? do you so you get points for opportunities or you get points for making plays? The more opportunities you have, the more plays you can make, my friend. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. But I mean at the same time you still have to make the plays. You do. You do. I, team A, if, if you're competing, team B, team B, if your team's trash. 10-man PPR Superflex. El Zane 004. C-E-A- Wayne, we'll go to you first. As the resident Superflex as expert. The, as the resident Superflex guy. <laughs> we, we have Every podcast needs a Superflex guy. We've got ours in Wayne. Nice. Give CEH for Amari Cooper. Oh, nothing to do with Superflex. Got it. <laughs> cool. Wait, I'd love to that hear was, your opinion that was first. Such, that was I'd so, love to hear your opinion first as our you, Superflex You could guy. have literally just said, all right, this question's about fantasy football. <laughs> that would have been enough information for this trade. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't like either of them. Give me, give me the running back position. Goni? I don't forget who we're talking about. CEH for who? Amari Cooper. <laughs> for Amari Coops. I hate both of these guys. <laughs> I really do. I hate both of these guys. So that's why I said give me the running back position. Yeah, give me, give me the give me running the... back as well. Ty, Ty goes to the running back. I can't even say his name. I can't even say it. Just give me the RB. I'm going with, I'm going with Cooper on this one. I hate him too. I think CEH is, is he's just not getting the snaps. Adamopolis, 12 team Superflex. Uh, so we'll start with Wayne here. Um, <laughs> he he's got Aaron Rodgers uh, as a quarterback that he's having to play right now. That's important for this question. Um, do you think he should trade DK Metcalf to get Matt Stafford and David Bell? I, the way I read it is Aaron Rodgers is his second QB, and he's a little worried. 
Should he give Metcalf away to get Stafford and Bell? No, nah, Aaron Rodgers is going to be fine. Yeah, or I would try and pair Aaron Rodgers with another small piece to get a younger quarterback if that's what he's going for. I, I wouldn't do it either, personally. That's Aaron, just I would take a different route to getting a different quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is going to be just fine. He's He always is. He's He, he had his typical week one dud. Uh, last week he played against a uh, top-tier defense. He He's going to be fine. Okay. I, I totally agree with you guys. Pain train, money man. He's got to pick one, and as as a resident pick one guy, Goni, I'm going to start with you. <laughs> uh, You're the pick one guy, man. I don't ever have picks. What's a team, pick? Team one, DJ Moore. Team two, James Cook, and a second rounder. Oh, gross. Oh, gross. Does the tie go to the running back here? No, it doesn't, man. I have to pick. You, you got to go DJ Moore on that. You're buying yeah, DJ Moore. Yeah, you do. Ultra low. The ultra low. That's what I'm saying. That's a disrespectful trade to have been sent. Lord James have mercy. Cook in a second for, for DJ Moore? No, I'd rather sit DJ Moore all year in hopes for a better tomorrow than, than take James Cook in a second. And there will be better tomorrows. Trust in DJs. Yeah, and he's still like 24 years old. He's been 24 for the last seven years, man. Like he's he's fine. He's young. He's going to be there playing for a while. So the age is not a thing. Take DJ Moore. Uh, kid, I, I'm going to ask you guys a question about fantasy football. I, I, I really like to make it a segment. <laughs> you're you're, in, you're my, in the right in spot. My trash you're in the right spot. It, do you guys get butt hurt if somebody sends you a, a, a very bad, uneven trade? Or, or, or is it just one of those things like you laugh and decline it? No, or do you do I, I get I get a little I get a little butt hurt. I got a trade uh, the other day, uh, DJ Moore for CD Lamb. You got a little butt hurt about it? Yeah. Going, he didn't he didn't know about it until it, it, I was actually told him. I tried to play on his heartstrings of uh, DJ Moore love. It's not the worst trade he's ever seen by any means. Uh, yeah, actually, I definitely get upset. I don't even know a guy in the league that we're all in together, and I hate his guts. W.J. Callis, hate that guy's guts. He sends the worst <laughs> trades known to man. Bishop, I actually, no, your uh, friend Bishop sends the worst grades of all, the worst trades of all time. I don't know. Callis, man, asked for Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, and Tyler Lockett for like a better tight end than Noah Fant last year. No, that was it. That no, was it. Yeah. There was a there, there was, was like, a guy. It was like Waller. Waller and like some other wide receiver he wanted to give us for uh Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Lockett. Didn't didn't he want Because uh, in in one of our leagues, the one we own together, uh the one where we're reigning champions beat Begley three times uh, in the same that year. One. Uh didn't he want we we're we're on the hunt for, for a tight end. Um not so much anymore because we realized just if you don't have Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey, what's the point? Um, we were we were just trying to find like a like a serviceable tight end. So uh, whenever Jeff Wilson emerged and Tyler Lockett been, has been playing good this year, we were like, okay, you know, we'll we'll pair them because they've been playing good. Uh, I think it was like Jeff Wilson, Tyler Lockett, and maybe a draft pick for Fryermuth. Fair. 
and I I don't know where he like where he came from, and he like he came back with Friermuth and a first for like Austin Eckler and Jamar Chase or something like something egregious like that, something absurd. What was he being passive aggressive and just sent like he felt like you slided him, so he was going to slide you back with an even more offensive trade. I guess. And here's here's one of my pet peeves in like the whole trading game is everybody it's okay. It's okay to make low level trades. If you got some low level guys, me and Begley made it a made a trade this week. I have zero running back depth. Zero. And Begley's rebuilding in a dynasty. I had Jameson Williams, he had J.K. Dobbins. Uh we just traded. We swapped. I took J.K. Dobbins because I literally have no depth and I have Demo starting. I think after after Demo, I don't know. I don't even know who I who I would have had to put in there. Something stupid like Trey, Trey Sermon, Sermon or something. Yeah. So so I had to make a move. I can't stand the people that can't just make a low level trade. They always got to turn stuff into blockbusters. Just yeah. just make low level trades if it's necessary and it helps you both out. You don't have to. You don't have to throw in the studs on your team to make a trade happen. Also, don't waste my time. With, with, I mean, there's a, a difference between countering and negotiating if, you know, you, you end up getting somewhere or you at least have productive conversation. But no, man, I'm not going to trade you Jamar Chase for your, your third string wide receiver that just came off the practice squad. Nah, get out of here with that. Yeah, I, 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 first of all, I agree with Wayne. You know, the best trades are, are usually the, the low level ones where everybody's kind of fitting a need in the trade, everybody's winning. I agree with you, Wayne, and that's usually, you know, those are the rarest trades. Honestly, it's sad. I don't – why get butthurt over a bad trade? Just decline it, right? Because I don't know how you value a player. You don't know how I value a player. A third for Chase, sure, that's stupid. But, you know, if it's in the realm of possibility, why, you know, whatever, right? Like if, if, I, if I'm half interested, I'll counter, and you whittle it down until you get to the right point. But some people just reject it and just shut down. You know, like they get offended about it. It's fantasy football, man. And I'll, it's, just, it's just a pet peeve of mine. Not, I, I, don't, all, I don't know how you value players until we kind of go back and forth a few you, times. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, you you know the general value of a player. Sure. You haven't traded with Callis, I guess, or or tried I, to trade with Callis. I have tried. I have tried. Very okay. hard. So I, what's the general consensus? He's quite miserable to trade with. All right, that's that's all I'm saying, man. Some people I've worked with you. I've sat. We've played poker and sure. cards and, and talked together for a couple hours at a time, just working on trades. Sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't, and that's fine because I respect your opinion on it. And we at least have productive conversation that's in the ballpark of what it, we're talking about here. It, it seems like when Not trades can't work, it's because we just don't have the right pieces. To make it an equal trade, like right. if like we'll have that one piece that'll put us at an overpay that we're not willing to do, and then we take that piece away, and then you're at a slight overpay at that. We just don't have the exact pieces yeah. to make the trade what it needs to be. That doesn't mean it's an egregious trade. It just means we don't uh, our two plus twos aren't equal four, and you know you know what I mean. Uh, and, and that's a, and that's those are the trades that are perfectly okay that I honestly love talking about i love working through um and i don't mind at all if they don't work out because we we attempted it and and the pieces that we had at our uh, discretion just 
couldn't add up to a good trade for either side. And and that's that's what that's what trade negotiations are all about. Beggs, what's your feelings on getting a trade proposal of seven turds for one stud? <laughs> I, I, man, honestly, dude, I, I don't get butthurt about it. The way I look at it, it's just me. It, and I, I don't know a lot of the times. A lot of times I don't know the guys I'm playing with. I don't know what they're like. But I try to look at the guy they're offering, you know, and the guy they want. So I try to gauge their their needs and their wants, you know, and I I'll usually will counter back with something. Dude, I just decline it. I got it. It doesn't bother me. Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't get offended about it. You can sit down urge you want. I'll you don't just, get you like know. when the notification comes up that like say say Goni Man uh, sent you a trade. You don't just look at it. Not me particularly, but someone who's just notorious for sending trash trades. And you just get the notification and you see it. And before you even open it up, you're like, ah, oh, this guy again. I'm probably that guy to a lot of people. That's why. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. That's why Begley doesn't get butt hurt because he's that, that guy. Makes sense. It all makes sense now. I, I, you guys know. I mean, in the, in the leagues we're in together, I've made a million trades. I. I think it's a big part of fantasy. I, again, I don't know a lot of people, so the only way for us to gauge players' value is to counter back and forth enough times to where we take this awful trade and we whittle it down to something half decent. Sometimes that's just the process you have to go through. I find, you know, honestly, this year, this year, Begley, we we did a startup draft, startup dynasty, and Begley had so much fun. He didn't even go to the draft, by the way. What a bad guy. Neither did Wayne. These guys just don't show up, taking out some of the fun of it. But either way, he had such a good time drafting for like 20 rounds last year that he decided, you know what? Let me trade away all those pieces, and I want to draft that many people again next year in the rookie draft. <laughs> full, full rebuild right away, off jump. I think well, he does have about five first-round picks next year. Six. Six. And Mad Mom, before, let me defend myself. I, ha- I got a slam dunk offer for Brandon Cooks. I got a slam dunk offer, in my opinion, for A.J. Dillon. I had to take both. It weakened my team. There's a couple of really top-heavy people in the league. I didn't think I was going to win it this year. I think Wayne and Goni both have better teams than me. So I took a stat. I tried to take advantage of some of the guys in the league, you know, and try to just stockpile picks. It worked out. He, I think my team's better, actually. He did get two two monster trades to start out the season, and so he he took the mindset of I'm not competing this year, so let me let me blow it up. He got good value on him. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's like the clown him a little. That's fine. You can clown me. I'll take it. I, I'm just donating my money. I will write it off on my tax return this year. Um, the the last trade offer, gentlemen, which I'm going to end on a good one. Tip twenty two ninety six. It's a twelve team, one quarterback, half point PPR. Going to open with you, Gabe Davis, Jahan Dotson, and the twenty twenty three third for Stephon Diggs. Is it close? Gabe Davis, Jahan Dotson, and a third for Stephon Diggs. Goni, I'm going to open guy, with you. <laughs> this guy, Wayne's crushing. Like he's killing me right now. He's killing me right now. He takes Stephon Diggs, man. God bless. That took you way yeah, too no, long. He takes Stephon Diggs. I'm sitting here just watching you put your nostrils in the camera. Yeah, because I was flustered that it took you so long. 
Yeah, that's me. Anytime we answer, ask you a question in general, and you just sits there yeah, the because I'm Jeopardy thinking about the question. Music. The the question mm. needs thought. That doesn't need thought. Nah, that it's called the the Wayne patented pause for a reason. Yeah. So Wayne, I'm gonna I'm gonna come to you here. That's not why this was a good one. He wants to know. He he's listed his other receivers. He wants to know who you would include to make the trade fair. So we he started out with a package of Gabe Davis and Jahan Dotson. He has T. Higgins, Amon Ra, St. Brown, Romeo Dobbs, Noah Brown, Alex Pierce, and Elijah Moore. Is there any way you can get to Stephon Diggs? I assume he doesn't want to give away Amon Ra or T. Higgins. Can he can he get to Stephon Diggs anyway here? Let He's got. I'm. I'm gonna say the the players' names one more time for you. Okay. He's got Gabe Davis, Jahan Dotson, T. Higgins, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Romeo Dobbs, Noah Brown, Alex Pierce, and Elijah Moore. I I think if you let Romeo Dobbs have another good week or two, him. You at you go Romeo Dobbs, Gabe Davis, and Jahan Dotson. Yeah, I think Romeo Dobbs is gonna be really good. And I think if you if you just let um, the guy you're trading with see it for another week. Uh, he he he'll hold a lot of value. Um, it, this is an Aaron Rodgers led offense. Who if you're if you're a guy that he looks at a lot, you're bound to have great fantasy value. Uh, but we've only seen it once, so obviously a lot of people are going to be skeptical about it. I think if he lets him lets him ball out again this week. Uh, then he'll have a leg to stand on. I I disagree on the waiting 100. Uh, percent I don't know. I, I guess a lot of people don't do this. Maybe maybe they do, but I'm terrified sometimes to wait on a trade in hopes that my guy's getting better. Stephon Diggs has put up 26, 44, and 14 over the last three weeks. He's the wide receiver two right now. He's got a juicy matchup against Baltimore and then Pittsburgh next week. I don't want him to put up another 30 or 40 banger like before I can make this trade. Well, that's my thing. Uh, If you're not throwing in T Higgins or Amon Ra, I don't think you make it happen. I'm throwing in Elijah Moore and a pick on top to make it happen. I'm making that happen today right now if i can give you whatever young players you need to make it happen i'm making it happen no like i understand where that, you're coming from. that's my thing is i don't think romeo dobbs has done enough for it to happen it's not like show him again let him see it again and then trade him i just don't think uh, people have seen it one week and i don't think they're they're willing to do it after one week Obviously, you don't want to wait because I think Stephon Diggs is going to do Stephon Diggs things week in and week out, and whoever has him on his roster is going to fall more in love with him week in and week out. So I'm not saying wait on that point. It's just I don't know who you would throw on top of it, like who uh, you're trading with, who has Stephon, the other guy that you would include in the trade that's not Amon Ra or or, uh, T. Higgins that they would trust enough to give up somebody as dependable as Stephon Diggs you know, cue the weight, see Romeo Dobbs do it again. Okay, now I got Gabe Davis. He's dependable. Now I got Romeo Dobbs. He's dependable. Jahan Dotson, not so dependable, but at least I've got two guys that are showing that they can be consistently good. I would do T. Higgins in a small piece. 
Well, I want to take this from another angle. I, I want to know what you guys think. Does he really need Stephon Diggs? If he's got T. Higgins, if he's got Armand Raw, he's got Gabe Davis. Between Romeo Dobbs, Elijah Moore, and Jahan Dotson, it's a pretty good receiving core. I, I know, Is and it, I know this goes against like what we just said about everything doesn't have to be a blockbuster. But like, if you really want Stephon Diggs that bad, I, I'm with Goni. Don't try and trade him a bunch of trash for it. Like, just just give him a solid guy and then a smaller guy. Give him. I, are you are you mad if you give away T Higgins and Gabe Davis for Stephon Diggs, and then you're 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 starting Stephon Diggs and Amon Ra? I'm down with that. I'm definitely down with that. Stephon Diggs is getting all the volume. The man is he's he gets everything. He's the number one target in one of the best offenses in the NFL. Way better than the Raiders, by the way. And it's just go get him. T. Higgins and Gabe Davis, absolutely. I w- I would do that for Stephon Diggs. If you can get a little something back, just because I think it might be a slight overpay, a little second round yeah. pick, a little second yeah, round pick, yeah, a little game. little something. But like, yeah, do that, do yeah. that. If you have Stephon Diggs and somebody offers you T. Higgins and Gabe Davis, are you taking it? It depends. Depends on what the rest of my roster looks like, man. It's always about the roster composition. Take take T. Higgins and Gabe Davis off of this guy's roster and assume he has Stephon Diggs. So we've got Diggs, Amon Ra, Romeo Dobbs, and Elijah Moore. Would you rather have T. Higgins and Gabe Davis or would you rather have Stephon Diggs on this roster? Stephon Diggs. Yeah, because your WR2 is solid. And I think Romeo Dobbs is going to be good. He's, we'll assume he's in my flex, and I'm fine with that. Okay. Tip 2296. There you have it. Make it happen, my friend. Quit trying to trade him trash. Up, upgrade your trade. Make it work. Yeah. I, I, I hate the people that try and uh, – both teams got to get better, man. Both teams got to get better whenever you're trading. You can't just – you can't just trade away uh, your low tier guys and a bunch of bench guys for for top tier players. I mean, it, it's just it's going to leave a sour taste in everybody's mouth, and you're going to be blackballed from trading. <laughs> so just just keep that in mind. If if you wouldn't do it, if you wouldn't accept it from his end with his roster makeup, then don't don't propose it. I think I just found like figured something out. I think the people that do that use the trade calculator. Like they just use trade calculators as their sole uh, basis of trading, and all they have to do, what they're doing, is they're just taking these extra trash players and just plugging them in and watching the bar rise up on the thing to give them uh, value points or whatever. And it's like, oh, this is an even trade because this this trade calculator says so, and it's not, probably man. True. It's not. It's That's just it's as simple as that. Put yourself in the ownership of the team you're trying to trade with. Would I accept that trade if I had that team? And if your answer is no, then don't propose it. It's a stupid trade. Boom. And there you have it. Q&A. Q1. Done. In the books. That's it. Uh, resident Superflex experts for MVP. Mm-hmm. Boy. Boy.